You know what I've never understood? Go on. I've never understood what like that driving is terrifying until I started doing it. I remember when I learned to drive and it was like one of the you, you had to do a multiple choice question before you'd even get there. Um, before you'd even give get like the learner's, the learner's permit. permit, right? And one of the multiple choice one, one of the multiple choice questions was driving is a dot 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 a easy task that anyone can accomplish. B difficult mm-hmm. task that anyone can accomplish. C easy task that no one or what like it was like yeah but no one can accomplish. Well, I don't know. I can't remember exactly what it was, but it's like but in, is the answer difficult, but everyone can do exactly, it? exactly. Yeah, and I just remember that yeah, they, don't like, people, they don't want people to think it's easy. Okay, interesting. I, I, I just thought okay, well, I mean, it was I guess as a sixteen year old, just them telling yeah, this is it. Oh no, that's what it wasn't difficult. It was complicated. Complicated. They call yeah, it complicated. That's more sense. accurate. Yeah. But I love how I love the multiple choice. They're like they're always like you are driving up to this, um, you know, pedestrian crossing. Mm-hmm. You see a pedestrian step out onto the road. Do you? <laughs> and one of the options is always speed up. <laughs> speed up and look for a click, a clean kill. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess they're wanting like speed up. I guess they're thinking you'll think I'll oh, speed up to get past them before they do it. But we all think speed I up think- to hit them. Yeah. But Dennis, well, I think because the answer is slow down, they just have to put the opposite on there, actually, is the answer. Dennis, you're saying that it's terrifying learning how to drive mm-hmm. as a- I'm currently learning how to drive. As a 29-year-old man. man. 20, how old? 28? Mm-hmm. I'm 28. Fake friend. Um, this is an anxiety that uh, m- most people who can drive- I'm a decade late to this for most people, come, especially for our American listeners more, even Exactly. More. They get over this in their teens. So tell us a bit, wh- what's going on with you well, learning to drive? Well, here's the thing. I grew up in re- relatively close to or in a very large city with very good public transport, which is something that not a lot of our listeners are going to be familiar with. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's very common in Europe. Yeah. Um, very, very few of my friends circle who are all my age or a year or two younger or a year or two older. Like I'm not vastly older than my friends. Mm. Almost none of them can drive. I, it's not that uncommon. I mean, for American listeners, they're no. going to be like, "What the hell's going on?" But honestly, like, how do you how do you go anywhere ever? I mean, right? I lived yeah. in I lived in European cities for what seven years. I just moved back to Australia recently, and it's I'm getting used to the fact that it's like, oh yeah, I need to get somewhere. I, I, I Dennis, I came home and I had to buy a car. Like that, you had yeah. to buy a car right away. Yeah. Exactly. So it, it's it's just not something the, you need um, in a European city. The two factors that I have found for people who I know who can drive or can't drive. Mm. There's basically two reasons one has a, one can drive at the, below the age of like 25. Go on. And that is they're either from the country. From the country. From big one. I was going to say. Need, need, if we were playing um, Dennis Stranjack's Family Feud. <laughs> da, 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 da. Yeah, come on down. Ding, ding, ding. Show me from the country. That's what That would have been my number one guess. Yep. Uh, the other one is um, the household income of your parents. Uh, see, I would have said for work. Uh, yeah. So they say, yeah, I suppose. Survey says, eh, eh. "Yep, that's a pretty good eh, eh, noise. I'm proud of that." But um, yeah, if you're if you live in the city and your parents were like, "Oh, you should get a car. You're you're 18 now." Yeah, that was also a potential thing. But my parents were not massively well off, nor did I ever need to drive. Mm-hmm. I like I until I don't even really need to drive now. But now it's becoming inconvenient in my in my now marriage and up until very recent relationship. That you, you've uh, my wife you've been getting away with it for uh, for for quite a while. Hey, we had a we had a good five years, and then Nikki was like, basically, like, eventually, like, this is bullshit. You need we to need stop to. driving me crazy and start driving me around. Around, yes, exactly. Um, so, is that one it? Of the two just, things- just an acknowledgement? I mean, I feel like that was pretty good. No, it's pretty. It's exactly correct. No, no, no. But I, f- I thought my joke was like worthy more than just a yes. You said that. All right, we'll we'll, we'll do another one. We'll do, do another one. <clears throat> she said, "It's time you you got to stop driving me crazy and start driving me around." Woo! <laughs> Ooh, how, where does he get them? Thanks. Where does he That's get them? That's much better. That's my, I hope well, I remember to edit that. I hope I remember to edit that the first, first one. one. <laughs> <laughs> cut that, cut that, cut that, cut that, cut that. 
I started listening to the Always Sunny podcast, which is not about Always Sunny in Philadelphia, basically at all, mm. to be honest. And one of the running jokes they have is, I'll just go, cut that, cut that, cut that, cut that, cut that, cut that. I've, I've been re-listening to Dungeons and Daddies. And mm. Anthony Birch, sometimes he puts up some real stinkers. And he mm-hmm. just goes, delete that. And Fred, Freddie's just like, never <laughs> does. <laughs> so good, man. So two things shocked me about learning to drive a car riding. So I, I like the first one. I can't really believe okay. this is a process you're going through at the age of 28. But you know, this is a judgmental free podcast. So tell us about. I don't like it. Tell, what, <laughs> what are the two challenges you're facing as a 35 year old man learning how to drive, Dennis? Uh, uh, in the year of our Lord 2022, riding. Yeah. 2020. I'm actually I've actually been learning to drive quote unquote for like five years. Mm. I just keep putting it off. <laughs> uh like i got my learner's permit relatively after i soon after i was legally able to yes yeah my, and i just kind of didn't my, my friend andrew was still using his learner's permit to get into pubs at the age like when he's getting carded you know the, in his late 20s like oh, i've only got my learner's permit same i don't have a full that's license. what i have yeah, yeah exactly when I'm, when I'm an american they ask for id i give them my learner's permit they don't know it's not a driver's license yeah oh, we're all learners dennis lifelong learners lifelong driver li- well, i hope they're not driving that's concerning so what's going on but um why do you have to uh, change gears in a car like you're wrestling a some sort of bovine beast beneath your feet I have an and steering it around i have an interesting perspective of this as an, as an australian because in What's europe that? right i would say the overwhelming majority of cars are manual it's hard to find an automatic I would say car right? north of eight well north of 80 i would say yeah. 80 90 of cars are manual in the united states it's the exact opposite nearly every mm-hmm. car is an automatic it's hard to find and like finding someone who can drive stick as they say right Yes. is not an easy like it's it's not normal in it's a, a rare they're usually just old in australia it's 50 50 to the point that when there's an That's ad annoying. on for a, on the tv for a car right it will give you the price in manual and in auto mm, that's interesting yeah. But does does everyone still do their lessons on manual just no, so you have the option? No, because you can get an auto no. license or a manual license. And if you don't have a manual right, license, you'll get a little thing on your thing saying on your license, you get a little thing saying you can only drive automatics. Well, you can do that here too. If you happen to do your test in an automatic car, yeah. you'll just get an automatic license. Yeah. But it's basically pure downside. Like yeah. a lot of people, I think nowadays do their test in a manual, in a manual. car and yes. then never drive and then ne- and then never drive a manual car ever again. I, I think that's probably the default thing. Like when people hire like driving instructors and stuff, that's probably yes. that's probably because yeah, you just need to learn how to drive a manual in case you've got to drive a manual one day. But yeah, I I don't know. I drive an automatic. I'm. I I don't have that. Would you be comfortable? Would you be comfortable driving a stick shift? Oh yeah. I mean, I, I I drove my mum's car which is an automatic a manual to where i went to buy the automatic, to pick up so, your yeah, automatic. exactly so it was it was fine yeah mum, mum's can you tell based on the talk we're having right now that you and i are serious petrol heads we on this podcast. dennis if there's one thing i love it's cars me too oh yeah all the i, I mean all the wheels yeah. they got and the engines all, all, all i want to say four five cut that cut that cut that yeah, no, I have zero interest in cars. Cars are cars. Are, cars are, are 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 motorized shoes, as far as I'm concerned. Okay, so that's number one. You're confused about the automatic yes. manual thing because why do manuals exist? Yeah, why? I think pu- Two, purists. Uh, I think there are people like my dad judged me. There are. Yeah, I was like, I'm getting sure. an automatic. He's like, oh, not a real car. You know, not a real car. It's a go kart that goes 100 kilometers an yeah, hour. Yeah, I think I think that's his perspective exactly. So what's which for the what it's worth? That's great. That's, if you want, I would put that in. I would put that in the ad. That's fine. I drive. A, I could drive a go kart that's allowed on the freeway. That's fine. Yeah. Um, the other thing that terrifies me, and it's something I obviously knew but didn't really internalize until I got behind the wheel of a large automobile, okay. is the cars aren't on rails. No, that's the good thing about them, Dennis. They can go anywhere. But there is nothing stopping me, aside from like my ability to control a vehicle, from just driving into the oncoming lane. Uh, yes, Dennis. That's... that's um 
But the, but then the real terror, there's nothing stopping anybody else doing that. Whether they're going nuts, or whether they're just crazy or drunk, or they're pulling out of their driveway. Well, do you know what's? Do you know what? So people have realised this before you, Dennis. This is not a new. This is not new information. And so what they do, Dennis, is there's a very carefully and highly regulated system that is in place to, I guess, almost have people learn. <laughs> <laughs> how to drive and how not to I don't to- know yeah but I I, but I I know people who know how to drive yeah and are bad at it did you not have the uh, but like think back to that multiple choice question you know when you were driving along a road can you I, I, I have friends who I have to assume click speed up can when you they swerve into oncoming traffic if you feel like it no Dennis you can't I did have when I was learning when mm. I was doing my um, so I had a very rocky path learning to drive because like I said I did my learner's permit hmm um, got my learner's permit and here that means I'm allowed to drive in a car so long as somebody who has a license is in it with me mm-hmm. and then you have to go do 12 lessons they're an hour long there's a lesson plan and then you can sit your test that's relatively recent mm-hmm. before there was no 12, 12 lesson lesson plan and if you got your permit and you just spiked the lesson the next day yeah. here you go driver lessons off you go libertarian dream which I want to talk about in a second yeah well, because Victoria my home state had a very similar system where it was just like get your learner's permit off you go, get your license if you want. If you pass the test, you pass the but test. But then all yeah. of a sudden it was, oh no, you have to log 120 hours behind the wheel. 10x? 120 hours. No, you have to log hours. 12. You have to log 12 here. Yeah. And and it's loose. Like my driving instructor, I was like, don't we have to do one of these at night? And he's like, yeah, but I don't work nights, so I'm just going to fill it in. And, yeah, I, and I was like, my man. <laughs> my WoW guild is raids tonight. I, I can't do it. I can't. Yeah, he it. was yeah. I don't work nights. Yeah. I was like, so no one has ever done lesson eight with you. Yeah. That's just never yeah, happened. Just, we're just skipping that one. I'll just sign off on that one. Anyway, go on, but next on my one. second lesson, yep. I, I've done yeah, I've done lessons in like three different cities because I did it when I was living in Limerick and then I did it at home and in two different houses and stuff. On my second lesson ever, the guy was like, "All right, let's just drive home." And I was like, "What?" He was because I was working in a hospital at the time. Mm. I'm back when I was a radiographer, which I'm sure will come up on this podcast in, in due time. He was like, "Let's just drive home." I was like, "It's six o'clock. It's rush hour. It's raining. It's nighttime." Yeah, and he was uh, like, "Yeah." <laughs> all these force multipliers to make it a harder drive as well. That's Literally great. the worst one. He was like, "It'll be fine." And to my credit, I just drove home mm. in traffic and parked the car, and I was like, "This is fine." But since yeah, so since uh, since then I had a lot, a lot a lot of practice, and I can I can basically drive down, I'm just not very good at it. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of where I'm at. But, but I I hate it. You don't like driving. And let me tell dri- driving vastly inferior to being driven. Being driven, wow, way better. This is something that comes up in my relationship with Megan, right? Because we're like you know we we are oh, Dennis. Can I tell you if there's one thing we love to smash, it is the patriarchy. Go ahead. It is. Mm, it is. The, yeah. I mean, I wasn't going anywhere else with that. We love to just subvert, you know, gender roles, all that sort of stuff. Very modern couple, um, which is my cover for getting her to drive me everywhere. <laughs> no, love no, no. That. Love Let's, that. You know, you drive. You can be the one. You know, we're not. We're not falling into these stereotypes. You know, I. I do have to do the spider removal, but that's fine. You know, that's that's. Um, but now it's on the shoes on the other foot. Now I'm the one with the car. Now I'm the one driving her around. It's terrible. How does that feel? No, it's much worse. It's awful. I'd much rather you don't be like, driven. You don't, like, you, don't like, you don't like driving Miss Megan? No, no. I'd rather was driving Mr. Knight. I, that would that would suit me down to the ground. But yeah, no, over here, like, I, she has driven my car around a little bit, which is good. I'm trying to trying to get myself into the passenger seat of my own car, which is very good. But no, mm-hmm. I absolutely agree with Janice. I'd rather, what, like, being driven, all upside. Sit there, look out the window, choose the music, you know. I have out. become a... Much like one might become a class traitor mm. when they, if they were to become rich mm-hmm. suddenly, I have become a um, mode of transport traitor. Because now you're driving cars. Before, well, before I was like, 
I was like, we don't need to go to the crossing. We could just cross here. Mm. Stepping out into the road, running across, mm. not like wearing dark clothes at night. Now I'm like, these pedestrians are lunatics. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I understand what you mean. Yeah. Like I always rode my bike everywhere. Right. And in fairness, I haven't yeah. yet been like bloody cyclists, but I, you know, maybe one, maybe the day. No, you can feel, you can feel it brewing. The day will never come. I always, I always give a cyclist extra room because cycling, you know, it's very, very dangerous, right? You, you got car doored, okay. like. I, I got car doored on the way to work one time. As in, when you say car door, you mean you're cycling along and someone has parked their car on the side of the road and they open the car door like in a movie looking. and you hit it. And I slammed into it. felt like I broke my arm. I was furious. I, I, Love I, that. I turn around absolutely... Because well, you're, you're probably going 30, 40 kilometers an hour, yeah, right? Like, and you're I going fast. bellowed at them, right? I turn around, yeah. Right. Like, yeah. I, 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 absolutely, I absolutely gave it to him. He's like, oh, sorry, mate, sorry. Um, rode off, heard the very satisfying, metallic, crunching thump of him trying to close his door. I mean, my arm, my arm got better. His door did not heal. His yeah, there was a rightly shaped dent in that door. I love that. But I don't know if it was because I was so rattled and shaken after that or not. But about about five hundred meters down the road, a car was pulling out of a side street. Didn't look, and I just barreled straight into it again. To a, to a passerby, let's say someone's on the other side of the road, right? <laughs> They're like, this guy's, this guy's trying to get insurance money. <laughs> like, what is going What is this racket this dude is running? Just slamming into car after car, screaming at the dude. Oh, man. Yeah, that poor woman got another. She got a tongue lashing as well. Probably one that was much more severe than she deserved because she was. Well, you weren't had, starting at zero. Yeah, that's right? it. I was a lot higher up already because of the first bloke and the uh, and the initial car dooring. But um, I'll always let But like, I was driving last night. I, I'm, not a, I'm not a class trader just yet. I was driving last night, right? Mm. And the guy goes around a little mini roundabout down the road, right? Mm. And cuts me off because he didn't indicate. So he was should have indicated that he was going to go around the roundabout. Yep. He didn't, mm-hmm. which meant it looked like he was going to go through it. He went around, cut me off. I had to slam on the brakes, all that stuff. And I was like, this is going to happen all the time. People are going to be crazy all the time. Yeah, you do have to be careful. And that's and that that wasn't crazy. It wasn't like driving on the wrong side of the road or anything. He just did, he was just lazy and didn't indicate. I think the and I think that's what is the most actual dangerous thing about driving is just complacency. Like mm-hmm. because it's a task you do, you know, a lot. If you drive around, like you just get a lot of hours behind the wheel. You just become good good enough at it that you don't have to think about a lot of what you. Well, doing. it's 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 like it's like riding a bike, except in your case, which is apparently some sort of death defying <laughs> stunt show. <laughs> But like you know, you, you get used to the procedure for changing lanes, and you, you turn in. You, you sort of you almost take like an algorithmic approach to driving. It's like oh, I'm mm-hmm. doing this, so I'll, uh, you know, if I want to turn left, I need to do this and prepare myself to whatever like that. And you don't really think about it. And then when things change, you all of a sudden have to engage your brain, stop thinking about the conversation you're having, or like the destination you're going to, or whether you need petrol or whatever you whatever else you 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 know the active part of your brain is um, is thinking about. And you end up, what? you have to focus on what is happening because all of a sudden someone's cutting you off or there's someone who's trying to change lanes at the wrong time, whatever. I had training for this back when I, I didn't even mean to like put this iron in the fire and then pull it out, but check out his radiographer's background. Back when I was a radiographer, Mm-mm-mm. you have anti-complacency training. And you would have because to as well because every time you yeah. just put in someone in the, in the thing and pressing the button and Shooting them. beams at them, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah. there's cases of like, so the, the way the way the machines I used to work on were called linear accelerators. And the way that works, you have like a sheet of like lead leaves mm. that come in and they make a shape and that shape is what you're irradiating. So I used to treat cancer with laser beams basically. Not lasers, they're photons, but whatever. Um, and they had a glitch in, on a, in a hospital in America where the mechanics of those leaves failed. So the full field was open all the time, which is like a huge amount of radiation. Jeez, okay. But the display, one display said it was still working, but the other display didn't. So if you, if you look closely, you could be like, oh, it's clearly not working. But there was no like flag error, yes, error yes, message. Yes, yes. 
So if you're coasting, if you're on autopilot, you don't notice. Mm. And they didn't notice for like three weeks. Holy moly. Oh my Treating 50, 50, 60 patients a day. And they like people died. People come back in with second heads and. Yeah, oh, two for right. one. Yeah, terrible. Uh, well, so, so like, See, I had to make a joke there that I'd already put in the chamber, and then you sort of beat me to the punch with people died because I was going to go for oh radiation like mutation. I did, I did I was, take the way I did. I was trying to be a bit like light and frothy about it. I, I regret the joke that I made because it was in poor taste. After you said, "Yeah, people died," I'm like, "Oh, they mutated that, like in that, fall out that, or that. something." Oh, cut that! Cut that! Cut, cut that! Cut that! Cut that! Cut that! Cut that! The other thing I wanted to mention was something that I ran into on one of my first lessons. Where and I thought it was because of my accent because we're driving along mm. and um, the instructor goes to me, "Are you American?" And I was like, "No, nah, I get that all get the time." Because yeah. I learned English watching TV. And he's <laughs> Who like, and you I started going uh, <laughs> This guy called what was his name? Mister <laughs> Zach Elod- Morris. Mister Elodian. Uh, first name Nick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. First name Nick. Yeah. Uh, and I, I started launching into that terrain. My parents are Yugoslavian. I came over here. Yeah. Mm. He's like, I'm gonna stop right there. I did not ask because of your accent. I was like, Oh, why, Jazz? He's like, Because you're driving on the wrong side of the road currently. Ah! And I was like, Ah, very good, very good. <laughs> He was like, I assumed you'd gotten used to driving on the right. And I was like, no, no, I'm just bad at this. He's like, oh, okay, cool. I didn't understand where all these cars were swerving down the highway at me, you know, honking their horns. Well, Riley, would you like to hear an old Yugoslavian joke? I'd love to hear an old Yugoslavian joke. Are we going to hear it in English or? I can do it in English. So yeah, that's probably better. I don't know I don't know what percentage of our listener, listener base is Croatian. So go ahead. Uh, Muyo is driving down the road and he's getting, he's kind of bored, right? Hang on. He turns who's, on the radio. Who's Muyo? Is is this an established character? Uh, it's just a guy. Okay. Uh, usually, usually they are the dunce of the in the in, yes. In the yeah. Jokes. Okay. That's that's what I was that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Okay. Sure. <laughs> uh, he's right on the road. Turns on the radio. Listens. He's like, oh, I don't like this song. Mm-hmm. Turns on the radio. Change station. Oh, I don't like this song either. Flip station again. And it's like, all right, fine. News. Mm-hmm. And he's like frustrated. He's like, oh, let's go down in the road. News is on. It says, warning, warning. There is a uh, there is a maniac. Mm driving on the wrong side of the road down the bridge outside uh, Sarajevo and he goes one maniac they're all driving on the wrong side of the road <laughs> good joke <laughs> it's a good joke oh it's a good joke oh dear we um the, another thing I learned so you know I'm not sure you probably would have been exposed to this between Australia and then living in in Scotland hmm. um, you, we have Paddy Irishman Paddy Scotsman Paddy Englishman jokes yeah but we don't it's just it's not that it's just an irishman an englishman and a scotsman walking to a bar we and call them patty something man i don't know why yeah that's it's just extra extra baggage there man. are yugoslav versions of those jokes i'm very interested to hear this okay sure all right yep. the serbian the croat and the Mon- the montenegrin <laughs> okay and i'm not i'm not going to guess what uh, you want to make some guesses i don't want to guess who's what here dennis but i'm interested to hear you as a yugoslavian you can explain this yeah. without fear or favor generally in my experience the serbian is bloodthirsty yes okay yeah that checks out yep. <laughs> the croatian is treacherous uh, yes, Dennis, you are a very treacherous person. I would agree with that. Good. And and the Montenegrin is the is is the Paddy Irishman is the dunce. Is the dunce? The okay, sure. Yeah. So there are no redeemable um, characters there. I didn't know. So those characters are always called Tsunogorats, which is the Croatian or Yugoslavian word for Montenegro. Tsunogorats means black up, just like Montenegro means like black hill. Yeah, yeah. Mount Black. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I never connected those two. Mm. Ever. Mm. So I didn't know Tsunogorats were people from Montenegro until within like the last 18 months yeah. did I connect those two places. And I was like, oh, that's what Tsunogorats is. Well, it's is. like when I think when people, like, people talk about the low countries. And I'm like, why do they call them the low? Like, if anything, like, I, I was kind of like, oh, I can get behind this. Like, they're right at the top of the northern, like, they're in northern Europe, right? They're, it's good. It, 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 it doesn't always mean that north is up. And it's like, no, no, literally low, as in like, nether lands, low country. Ah. Oh. 
Ah, right. Nether, nether, low land, low country. Yeah, the opposite okay. of the of the Scottish Highlands. Yes, exactly right. Which aren't that high. Well, based on what well, compared to the Netherlands, compared to the Netherlands, Dennis, compared to the Netherlands, they they may as well be in outer space. But broadly speaking, well, I mean, if global warming continues the way it's going, the Netherlands is going to become it becomes a water park, right? Oh no, no, the Dutch they're ready. They'll build. Well, th- that's true. They'll reclaim land. They'll build dikes. Don't worry about it. They'll be fine. They are the only ones fighting against Neptune, right? They in the in the current war they, we're waging. Yeah, Poseidon. Poseidon's greatest enemy is is. In, they are taking the war to Poseidon. They, they are. They are indeed. <laughs> they're reclaiming the the sea inch by inch. You know, they're doing their bit. They're yeah. doing their bit really for to to prevent uh, global warming. There's all the stuff about the environmental stuff, but mainly the Dutch are just carving out extra extra bits of planet Earth. Yeah, why why are we worrying about how much sea we can, how much land we can stop the sea taking? Let's just take the sea. Yeah, exactly. People talk about losing coastal community. No, we could all take a gaining coast. We give Poseidon a taste of his own medicine. Exactly. Go out there and you know just get new land, dump it in the sea. It'll be fine. Wiley, what's the best defense? Is it offense? Uh, I was going to say dikes, but that's fine too. I think I think I'll stick with offense there. Um, is the Scottish Highlands the lowest Highlands in the world? Like of all, of all the areas that are described as high, right? Like it has to be one of the lowest because they're not very big mountains. The other thing, I, the other thing that this makes me feel like is if you could measure like the relative sharpness of like the Rocky Mountains. Yeah, are other are other mountain ranges harder? Like, what's the most dram- Oh, in terms of them being rockier, what? Hmm. This this warrants further investigation, Dennis. It's kind of outside the purview of this uh, of this podcast today. We'll get it. We'll, we'll get it. We'll, we'll get a geologist we'll, on. We'll get a, we'll get a mountainologist onto it. We'll get Henry Oak on the podcast. I'd love that. I really yeah, want. Perfect. I really want to meet Will Campos. I really do. Just tweet at him. You got a shot? I guess so. Oh, I mean, he's he's a fair fair way up the podcast food chain. If we could get Will Campos as a guest on this podcast one time, I would I would jump at that. I'd love to. Me- By the we're, way, we're 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 friends with Jimmy. I've talked to Freddie and emailed him a couple of times. It's doable. So we've got, you're saying we've got an in? We've got an in. Hmm. Oh, well, there you go. That's stretch. That's a that's a stretch goal for this podcast. Will Will Campos on the show? That'll be that'll be great. Anyway, Dennis, have a listen to this. It's interesting that you came talking about driving mm-hmm. because I want to talk about. I, I also want to tell you a little bit about what's been going on with me and this car that I bought. Um, so I I came back to Australia, seven years overseas. Yes. Didn't own a car before I left in Australia. I lived in the inner yes. city. I rode around on a bike everywhere. The last time I owned a car when I was 19, right? I got a, parent, I got a car when I was 18. So 20 years ago, Jesus. All right, I'm 32. It's not that old. You, you, in your old age, your bloody maths are failing you. Anyway, I got rid of the car mm. when I was 19. Didn't get one again, right? For, what, 13 years. Came mm. back. I was like, right, I want, a, I want a hybrid. So I was looking at Priuses. Man of the future. Looking at all that sort of stuff, right? Leafs. My dad was like, this is awful. You're going to get people judging you. You're going to get people looking at you in your dinky little electric car. I'm like, yes, I want that. The reason I want an electric car, right, or a hybrid is for that smug sense. I don't want, I mean, environment, whatever. I don't care about that. But I want people to think that I do. Well, yeah, I mean, hybrids on average run, what, 40%... Petrol, forty percent electricity, twenty percent superiority. Dennis, I would. I think that's the split. I, you know, I wouldn't know because I don't drive a hybrid. I drive an electric car. You got a full electric. It's not a full electric. It's a plug-in hybrid, but it is. It has. It runs off. A, you, you plug it in often enough that it is functionally full electric. Uh, I, I do. I do my very best. I hate paying for petrol, so I bought a Mitsubishi Outlander. 
And I'm a big sponsor, uh, not, 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 not a sponsor of the podcast. No, but I tell you what, if they want to send us a free Mitsubishi, then <laughs> certainly can. Well, they. right for the for the moment, uh, we we incentivize that a little bit. So for the moment, mm. uh, Range Rover also a fantastic car, real gas guzzler. If you want to, you want you want to side with Poseidon in this war. Yeah. <laughs> Range Rover's all the way. Uh, anyway, so um, bought the Outlander 2014. Very happy with it. Right, it's big. It's the, it's a big car, which I don't, it's a battle tank. I don't like. It looks like you put four of them together, you can take the fight to the Decepticons. And you know when you were talking before about being a class trader, I uh-huh. recently drove down Brunswick Street, which is where I used to hang out when I was a you know fixie riding fixie, fixie bike yeah. hipster. Well, if, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm amazed you don't th- drink coffee. Throw around some you know pretty hurtful words there, Dennis. But that's all right. We'll move it- on. Hipster is a hurtful word to feel, you? I did feel like... Because of the truth? Is bit, the truth <laughs> you know, they say, Dennis, the truth hurts. Um, Riley, I, how do you feel about how do you feel about um, the third uh, Muse album? Or do you have to look it up on Pitchfork to decide what your opinion is? The third Muse album? I don't think... Or just any album. I don't think Muse is... I mean, what's the highest score Muse ever got on any Pitchfork record? Like, well, Pitchfork famously hated yeah, Muse. Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, that. I've never listened to Muse as a result, of course. Anyway... Um, <laughs> Uh, no, anyway, so I drove down Brunswick Street and I felt I felt the 22-year-old version of me inside me judging me. Look at you driving down Brunswick Street in your SUV. You traitor. Get get back home. Get on that fixie. What are you doing? Right, that's how I felt very bad about it. If this that. was a Jordan Peele movie, you'd open the door and a guy would hit it on a bike and you'd look up and it'd be and it you and you'd go, wait, and you'd drive after him. <laughs> and he would just scream at me, yeah, run down, keep yeah. riding down, I'd see him bonk into another car. Yeah, another car 500 yards on the road, yeah. yeah. Anyway, anyway, so, I don't know how much you know about car ownership. I've certainly learned a lot about it since buying this car, right? I bought it secondhand because don't buy a new car. It's a mugs game getting a new car. I bought it, bought it secondhand. <clears throat> anyway, I had to. I have to get a roadworthy certificate for it, right? Now I don't know if you know what a roadworthy certificate is. I don't. I think they've got a different. They've got. I know they're in the UK. They're called a um, an MOT, a Motor. Ministry of Transport. I think it is. Quick, at, at Megan's off camera. Ask her Megan's what it is. off camera. Megan, what does MOT stand for? Okay, well, I have to bleep that out then. Never mind. Okay, she'll. <laughs> I didn't hear any of that. So I think oh, that's it's good. Okay, cut that. Cut that. Cut that. Cut that. She doesn't know. Um, MOT. Interestingly, brief sidebar. Mm. MOT. If you were to pronounce it, Mott mm. is uh, is uh, Dublin, specifically South Dublin slang for a young lady. Okay, well, it's certainly not not got anything to do with that. I just need to, I, Dennis. I just need confirmation from the government that my car is worthy of the road worthy yes and then you stick your hand out and you summon it like four yeah exactly right? is it is it is my car deemed worthy right what's it called in ireland that's so it is in ireland it is called an nct i believe it is a national car test which makes it sound like the car has to sit an exam at a little desk and figure out if it's smart enough to be allowed on the road well, I, I think I, i'm trying to i'm trying to figure out which one I, li- I like more the idea of a little car sitting at a desk doing a test to see whether it's, it's allowed to be on the road or whether you know a car is being how how do you deem a car worthy? You know what I mean? Does it have to fight another car? <laughs> yeah. Da, 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 da. Why the n- two wow. enter and only one can leave? You know. I've googled NCT to make sure I didn't sound like an idiot, and that NCT did stand for National Car Test. Oh, and this website is defensive. Okay. It is very defensive. The top line on this is why the National Car Test makes sense. I love when government official like requirements start start with this sort of okay, but hear me out though. Yeah, I, tone. I mean, I don't. I, 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 <laughs> I wasn't doubtful, but now that you've said that, now I I am disputing that exactly. Yeah. Anyway, so I had to take the car. There's a there's a requirement you have to take the car down to to a mechanic within a certain amount of time after purchasing it. 
to complete the, the transfer registration, this. right? And you have to take down the mechanic, and they they put it in the octagon with another car, and you know they deem with, they deem one. They, of they take the blood of an eagle and they smear it on the transmission, and, and they say, yes, you've been deemed with it anyway. Took it down. This car was so well taken care of by its previous owner. This car was so well looked after, pristine, right? My brother's gone. He's a bit of a petrol head. There's not going to be any issue with the roadworthy. It's all going to be fine. I've taken it down. Ah, it's in the bag. Paid the $200, ready to go. I go back to uh, to pick it up. And Clive, right, down the mechanics, he says, your car. For, for, for a moment there, I thought Clive was the name of the car. No, no, no. <laughs> the name of the car, it's got two names. It's called Bre- either Brendan, right? Very, very formal. Well, do you know why? Because the car, it's a PHEV, a plug-in hybrid electric vehicle, right? A FEV. A FEV. And as any Australian uh, football fan will know, Brendan Favola is, was a famous player ah. for the Blue Baggers, right? So FEV, Brendan, Brendan Favola, Favola, FEV, yeah, right? That's not bad. Um, his other name is Little Bill. Because the okay, <laughs> Dennis went to have a drink of Coke there, and it was I a actually spat take. It was, it was unfortunately an audio only format. <laughs> um, because the name of the guy we I bought the car off. I went we went down with my brother, and we visited uh, this guy whose name was Bill. Um, mm-hmm. And there is a bit. There's a twelfth man bit, which is a satirical ra- Australian radio cricket radio program. <laughs> getting really into the weeds. I'm like that. This bro- we ship- we changed the tone of the podcast to make it broader, and I'm glad we've uh, we've leaned into so that. In this, in the twelfth man, there's a bit where Bill Laurie gets his dick out, and everyone starts chanting "Little Bill, Little Bill, Little, little Bill. Bill." So we started yeah, calling the a- car "Little Bill" after little because Bill, its previous Bill. owner's name was Bill, and that was his little Bill. Anyway, so. Took little Bill down the mechanic. Clive had a tinker around and called me back and he's like, yep, done the roadworthy test and little Bill has been deemed unworthy. Oh, no! He gets cast into the pit. <laughs> exactly. The, the flames engulf him and uh, as everyone chants, little Bill, little Bill. No. He will never, right, he'll never be king of Asgard. <laughs> little Bill was deemed unworthy to drive on Victorian roads, Dennis. Why? No, could he still drive in New South Wales though? No, 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 no. Not at all. No, absolutely not. No, he's unworthy. And I love the idea. And obviously, you can't do this. Yeah. But you're like, you're like, sorry, sir, we've uh, deemed your car as completely unworthy for the road. Mm-hmm. It hasn't passed any of the safety regulations. You're like, all right, well, look, you know, we'll try again next. You can get back at the car and drive off. Well, just driving the countryside. Didn't say, didn't say, what's not worthy driving the footpath. Yeah, that's just <laughs> bullet b- bombing through like a shopping yeah, mall. Mate, that's it. Didn't say I couldn't drive through a Coles. Anyway, they're not on rails. So you get a certificate that says fail. On the top of it, which was a little a little dramatic, but then, then it has it has a list of all the things that need to be fixed and changed. And usually, it's little things like you know the seatbelt, steering wheel. I don't know. Um, we, we yeah, not unimportant features like the steering wheel. Well, just everything has to work, right? But apparently, the thing that doesn't work in Little Bill is the rear differential. Now, Dennis, I have a lot of questions about this. That's a phrase I've heard, and I have no idea what it is. I, I need like. I don't want to accuse mechanics of being dodgy. And I don't want to say that, you know, they're the sort of people because you've got no idea what's going on. Oh, no, the mm-hmm. the, the rear di- discombobulator needs a regrafting and that's going to cost you hundreds. Like, I don't, you know, if Clive has said that the rear diff needs replacing, then the rear diff needs replacing. But, Dennis, my question is this. What does a car need to differentiate between? What is Apparently, th- it's back in its front what, based well, on that. No, but here's the other thing. That the, here's the other problem with this. If the car needs a new differential at the rear, 
why is the differential at the rear? It's too late by then, surely. Like, surely the car, if it's differentiating between things, it should be at the front so it can tell the difference. What, what, firstly, what is it differentiating between? And secondly, how much of a grace period is there on this differential process that it can wait until the back wheels are, are at the thing that it needs well, to differentiate between? I don't think that's where it's located. I think the rear differential tells you which part of the car is the rear. It's just a little compass the car has. Oh, so otherwise... You could, e- you could, equally, you could equally call it a front differential. Same thing. So you need two differentials. You need one at the front, one at the back, because otherwise the car will you know, be like one of those kids that puts his pajama pants on the wrong way or puts his jeans on yeah, backwards and, and, and goes and to when you pass, and, and, and when you put it in first, it'll go backwards. It'll start going backwards. Yes. Okay, all right. So. I don't know how that works in an automatic. I guess we just, I guess they just swap the brake and send <laughs> gas pedals. Exactly. You press the brake and it zooms off down the street. Anyway, I'm being done for that, so I got to take I got to take little Bill back down the uh, back down the mechanics at the end how of the much, week. How much How much is it going to cost you? Well, look, he wouldn't give me a figure. The the he, ooh, that's not good. not good. The differential he said is, is going to be two hundred, right? And, is Oliver ever going to talk to him about this? And then uh, I don't know what the labor is going to be, but look, no, he seemed like a good bloke. He seemed like a real like no nonsense, and because I was like, oh, is it going to be okay? Can I still drive? He's like, yeah. I was like, well, I don't know. That's why I came to you. I don't know. I, I would know. have. Ass- I would have assumed you couldn't, for what it's worth. Uh, you because it's like roadworthy is different from like um, road safe. Failing your I national guess. car test. I don't know. Like it can still be driven, but it can't. Like it, it can be driven on on the proviso. It, ha- it has to be ashamed about it. What do you I mean? I don't know. I guess like it's it's driven on the proviso that I have to get it fixed. You know, like they're not going to take right. your car off you, right? But it's like you need to get this. Well, basically, if I don't get it fixed, right? Then the transfer doesn't go through, and then they suspend they suspend the registration of the car, and then it's illegal. Or so hang on a second, gone. Clive charged you two hundred for the road witness yep. test, where he smears the blood of an eagle on his forehead, mm-hmm. raises it up in front of all the little rule, and says symbol. Yeah, right? Blah, blah, blah. No, yeah, yeah. And people, but they didn't this time because it was unworthy. Well, they looked at the rear diff and they're going, "Well, I'm, you're not getting." It, well, the, the his butt was out of whack yeah, or whatever, exactly. right? So he's trying to differentiate between things. Different like I can't tell what is this? Is it cheese? Is it petrol? Can't I don't tell. know. Cheese, <laughs> good reference. <laughs> Go on. Um, so 200 for the rear differential yep. plus Clive's time. Yep. And then another 200 to repeat the road rhythm assist? No, 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 no. If it gets a fail and you you act on the stuff that is um, like, because he's tested everything else. He's tested the seatbelts. He's tested the, the doors. He's, you know, everything's working. So you're telling me you can go in there, mess all that shit up. And, still pass. and then just drive a fundamentally unsafe car, Dennis. I guess if I wanted to put my own and other people's lives at risk and devalue my car for no benefit, for no benefit whatsoever, <laughs> I guess, Dennis. Yes, I could do that. Yes, that is an option. You about get him. You get him. I remember seeing a clip from a, a libertarian conference once, and if anyone, if anyone listens to staunch libertarians, I apologize, but I'm expressing my right to be a jerk about it. So whatever. Um, and they asked them. Mm. They ask a panel, and they're like, "Should a government issued license?" be required to drive a motor vehicle. Mm. And one of the guys leans forward and says, hell no, what's next? A license to make toast in your own damn toaster? The strawest of straw man (laughs) arguments. Mm, mm. And another guy on this libertarian panel says, well, I mean, I'd like to see some competency displayed, but I don't think the government should have a lot of power in that regard, right? raucous booing from the crowd. Oh, they just don't want any measure. oversight at all. No, no oversight no, at all. No, no, no. And having, like, having seen, like, seeing, driving is more difficult than I expected it to be, but also kind of easier in different ways. Mm. I am surprised at how some of the stupider of my friends can drive. Okay. Do you think, well, driving is difficult, but anyone can do it right. Yeah. I would take issue with the second half of that sentence. <laughs> 
So you think that if anything, the driving re- driving rate like regulation should be tightened? Yes. Do you know what the- twelve lessons? Twelve hours? Not enough to drive something that can go hundred kilometers an hour and kill three people if you hit another one. Do you know what bothers me? And I know this uh. is going to sound very ageist, but you don't have to retest. You do here. Do you? Yeah. Oh wait. Mm. Well, you do if you're over a certain age here. Oh. Okay. Because like I haven't driven Let a car for up. like. Like, I didn't drive a car for the first 16 years of my life. And then I drove for a little bit. And then I drove for a lot bit. And then I stopped. And then for the next 10 years or 13 years of my life, I didn't drive. And now I started again. Like, mm-hmm. they tested me after the first, you know, for the first 18, they were like, we're going to test you, make sure you can do it. And then I took a 13-year break. They're like, ah, you probably haven't forgotten it, right? What, what's that saying? It's like r- driving a car? Dennis is off in another world. He started a game of League of Legends. He's not listening to a word I'm saying. No, no, I'm reading about legislation about driving. This is not an entertaining podcast. Dennis, this is supposed to be a frothy, lighthearted conversation. It's not supposed to be a hang deep on, dive on license, car hang driving. It's oh a maths problem. God, you ready? If you are between the ages of 6, 7, and 70, you can apply for a three-year license. If your current license is due to expire within three months, if your 70th birthday, mm-hmm. your new license will be issued for either one year or three years. So you have, you, it looks like you don't have to retest it. They have to reissue it to you every year. But you don't have to sit a test. Okay. That's bizarre. Yeah, that's that's strange. That's weird. It is very it is weird though that you didn't sit behind, sit behind the wheel of a car. I mean, I drove with you in a car, but broadly speaking, seriously, routinely drive mm. for like a decade. And they're like, here you go. You're like, yeah, it's fine. You're probably right, aren't you? It's okay. You were able to do this once when you were half the age you are now. It'll be <laughs> you fine. Know, you know that time when you were like being really irresponsible and you were full of testosterone yeah. and doing burnouts on the over to impress chicks? You know, we, remember, ha- remember, remember half a lifetime and five thousand miles ago, yeah. and a, like that, then, then you could drive. You could probably, you could do, probably it do it again. Probably, probably nothing has changed, right? It's probably fine. Anyway, I'm enjoying having a car again. I have to say. Well, Nikki said. Nikki, Nikki says. Nikki's had a car all her life. She learned to drive as soon as she was, her family are, you know, actual petrol heads. They sold car parts, and many of them are rally, professional rally drivers. Mm-hmm. So it is very much. In the blood, whenever her car, like let's say it's in the shop, or we stay a night somewhere else, and she doesn't have her car, she's like, she's like, Ugh, I'm anxious. Oh, yeah. What if, what if I, I need to I get need somewhere to be, and I don't want to walk? What if I need to get out of here? I'm like, we're married. And she's like, what if I need to go though? And I'm like, what do you mean? What do you mean you need to go? She's like, what if I need to get out of here? I'm like, what do you mean? I just want the option. All right, I'm not saying I'm going to use it. I just want that's the, all it is. I just want the option to get away really fast. From from me, I yeah. Guess. I mean, I look. I would if I were. I, I would if I was in her shoes too. I suppose, you'd want that. So. You'd want that in the back pocket the entire time. Is Australia laid out closer to like America's though? It's a quite a big country. Are things spaced out? Oh, Do yeah. you need a car to get around? Uh, well, in the so, I can't speak of, to all the capital cities. In Melbourne, there's a robust public transport network that'll get you any from anywhere to anywhere. But that's only if you live in the city, though. Not Surely really, no. Like if you like the the train networks go out a long way. There are buses that'll take you basically anywhere and everywhere across Melbourne. It's pretty good. I think Sydney's mm-hmm. the same. I'm not 100 percent sure on that. Um, and the other capitals, I don't really know. Um, but if you're out in the sticks, like if you're, at, I mean, I, yeah, if you're at, I'm, I, I live in the gold fields. Like there's, there's no, I wouldn't be able to get anywhere. Like if I didn't have a car. Ireland, Ireland min max, where, I mean, you've been to Ireland. Yeah. Dublin, you know, is a tiny portion. One, I mean, one, one of the 26 counties of, of the Republic. Mm. And almost a third of the country lives here, yeah. I think. Yeah. And then it's certainly over a quarter. And then. That's robust, tri- but robust bus network. Yeah. You know, we have a, you get from, a tram. From point A to point B, Dublin, no worries. Yeah, <clears throat> no problem. You go to any of the counties surrounding it. Yeah. You step halfway into Wicklow, which is the county immediately south of here. Well, you, I mean, you could Countries. you could walk to Wicklow from your your place. Yes, yeah. it'd take twenty minutes. Yeah, exactly. Countryside, although actual. Yeah, and you can't even take okay. your car across that. Then you have to hitch up a horse and buggy. 
Exactly, yeah. that's true. You, 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 it, oh, we are now arriving. We are now. Well, Wicklow's a bad example. Like we are now arriving in Kildare. Please set your clocks back three hundred years. It's very much <laughs> accurate. Very good. Like, um, we'll, make a, we'll make a joke. We'll make, we'll make a joke about that. You'll cross the county border, and you can be like, "Oh, I can't vote here." Yeah. <laughs> like that kind of stuff is very like. <laughs> it is very old fashioned. Ireland is very much horse and buggy. Some parts of it are still in the United Kingdom. I'm sure. I mean, I guess the North technically is. That wasn't the joke I was going yeah, for. Yeah, I mean, that's Ireland. just a literal truth, right? That's parts of the island are actually uh, are actually there. Yeah. yeah, so it is very much outside of Dublin, and I guess a little bit Cork and Galway, but really outside of Dublin, you you could be two miles from your neighbor. Mm. Let alone from the shops or a hospital. Yeah, I mean, well, it's the same in Australia. Like, if 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 you want to drive to the next town or the next city, right? Like, here you go, Dennis. I could do, I could drive from your place, which is on the east coast of Scotland, to mm-hmm. the west coast. Scotland, right? Scotland. I, oh, sorry, of Ireland. Sorry, the thousand pardons. I could drive from your place to like the cliffs of Moher, right? Which is about as far the exact opposite side of the country, as far west as you can go from Dublin. And back let, again. Let me let, let me let me root. Guess how much how long that, that drive is. I'm putting it into Google Maps. Yeah, right it's here. like it's like three hours, two and a half hours, three hours, right? I think I think that's pretty much correct. Yeah, Cliffs right. of Mower, County Clare. Yeah, three hours, thirteen minutes. Yeah, a little longer, minutes. but that's mostly because it's a windy road. So, Dennis, if I were to get in a car and leave Dublin and drive to the Cliffs of Mower and then drive back to Dublin. And then drive back to the Cliffs of Mower. Driving from the Irish Sea to the Atlantic Ocean over and over again. I could I could do that drive three times, right? And st- and only just have arrived in Sydney if I'd left Melbourne. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, the middle of Australia is like entirely uninhabitable, basically, right? And but yes, but Sydney and Melbourne are like two of the city capital cities that are closer to each other. Like if I wanted, yeah, we're not we're not we're not we're not, we're not talking Perth. If I get a call from a mate in Perth, it's like, hey man, come over. It's like, all right, no worries. I'll see. What time you- is it there? I'll, I'll see you in <laughs> five days. <laughs> Well, we joked about that one going to America where you have tourists who arrive in New York and are like, oh, we might go spend a day in San Francisco. And it's like, what are you talking yeah, about? Yeah. So you need, or like, you're going to get a flight. You're going to get out of San Francisco airport and then you're going to get the overnight back to, to New York. Well, I would joke about that because like we complain about how long a flight is from like Seattle to New York mm. or from like, California to New York. Mm. And it's like, oh, it's like seven hours or eight hours depending on the route and stuff. And it's like, yeah, but it used to take three weeks yeah. and 40% of you would die yeah, of dysentery. dysentery. Exactly, like, yeah. <laughs> three weeks is generous as well. Three weeks, yeah, that's true, actually. Oh, man. Um, but like, the, there's that old joke of, um, I, I don't know I was reminded of this, but it's like where it's like, oh, the, what would the founding fathers think about the way the electri- the, the voting is happening now in California? Yeah. And they're like, the, the 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 voting in where? Yeah, they'd be like, what, <laughs> what, are, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? That, that Spanish-controlled territory on the on the Pacific yeah. Ocean? We don't care about that. <laughs> that's, yeah, we don't care about Spain. that. Yeah. Are they, are, they, are they adding a colony? A colony? Are we still in the teens? Yeah. In numbers of states. <laughs> so when are you uh, when are you getting your license? I'm on the waiting list, really. So I, I I have to be deemed worthy before the car could even remotely enter the worthiness testing period. Yeah, you need, you need to be deemed roadworthy, Dennis. That's true, you, and I'm certainly not currently. You, yeah, oh, I am. So, it's weird. Oh, I hate it. I hate it. I, I, driving is still a little bit scary and a little bit exciting, and I need it to be boring before I feel safe. I think that's a good way of looking I mean? at it. Yeah, it needs to be something that you can do without. Driving shouldn't be fun. <laughs> okay, I broadly speaking shouldn't agree be fun. With that. Yeah, yeah, I broadly speaking agree with that sentiment. Yes, it shouldn't be miserable, but it shouldn't be like ooh. It, should, I, it needs to not be a novelty. I think excitement is not something i look for when i get into a no, car most i do not days. i i do want i don't want arousal behind the wheel of a large automobile of, no of any of any kind Dennis. No, no 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 exactly right well look the best of luck to you mate when you finally when you finally get the chance to prove yourself worthy i i i hope you seize the moment
I can't, well, I spent a lot of this podcast talking about why I didn't really need to drive up until, re- and I still don't really, it's just like you know, a courtesy at this stage, to be honest, to my, my wife, um, why it wasn't really important and why a lot of people don't drive. I can't wait to turn on a dime and be like, it is pathetic to be this age and not be able to drive. Like, I can't believe people who have let themselves, infantile, I would say. <laughs> I can't wait for that 180. It's going to be great. And I'm going to, at one point, I don't know when it's going to happen, but there will be a time, Dennis, when I go past a cyclist and just clip them just to teach them a lesson. Be like, that'll teach you to be on my bloody road, you lycra-clad hooligan. Like, look, it's going to be a full 180. I might not be able to do it in three parts. I might have to do it in five, but I'm going to get it done. Thank you for listening to this episode of Have a Listen to This, your uh, weekly dose of bite-sized nonsense with uh, Riley Knight and Dennis Traniak. If you like the show, please tell your friends about it. If you didn't like it, I guess tell them anyway, but um, hopefully they download it and they like it. Or if they don't, those downloads show up just the same, to be honest. If you really like the show, you can head to patreon.com slash have a listen to this and support the show. Get the show a little bit early as well as some other exclusive perks and, you know, help us keep the lights and the mics on over here.